Hey everyone, welcome back to Giraffes Have Black Tongues. This is another Baby Giraffes episode with me, Dave. And I'm joined once again by Donnie. Hey Donnie. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad, how about with you? Going okay. It's good to hear. Yeah. Um, so what's new? Not too much. Read some comics, saw some uh, TV shows. Nice, nice. Um, As did I. Yeah, also, I just saw that uh, Incredibles movie. Oh, nice. How was that? The The movie was fine, I guess. Like, it wasn't too bad. But, like, before the movie, they play some, like, short about a steamed bun. And, like, they force you to watch someone's, like, short film from college or something. I, I was pissed off about that. Oh, no, no. All those Pixar movies... They've, they've all done that, like, when you go and see them in theaters. Like, they've uh, released, like, the first two collections of them on DVD. I got them for my sister last year for Christmas, even. Um, really? No, most of the time they're pretty decent shorts, I guess. Name one that I remember. Um, let's see, the one before Frozen was the uh, Paper Man. I only remember that one because Warrock wrote a song about it. I like, don't remember that I one. Everything I know in life, if Warrock writes a song about it, I know it. Um, right. I don't know. I watched that one on YouTube. It was pretty decent. It's like this random dude on a uh, Amtrak train meets a pretty girl and he's trying to catch her eye and he writes like his name or a message on a note and it blows away and he's sad and something else happens probably. I don't remember it well. It well, okay. yeah. You said you just watched it on YouTube. That's where yeah. they belong. On YouTube. Not you forcing me to watch it. But, but don't so force went, me to so watch it the in the theater. I did. Oh, well, you should have fucking pirated it like you do everything else then. Then you would have saved yourself. Yeah, but you gotta wait. And I, and I should, because I hate going to the theater these <laughs> days. But uh, just the, someone brought their kid who was running around and like complaining nice. that he couldn't. He was complaining he couldn't understand the English. Oh, <laughs> it's really pissing me off. Oh, wait. You found it somewhere there that actually played it in English? Not No, it has subtitles. It, it has subtitles in Chinese, oh, okay. but it was in. The language was English. Oh, wow. But no, put those shorts on YouTube. I don't want to watch them. I don't care. <laughs> don't put them in my movies. Don't force me. It's it's like it's like your friend forcing you to watch a TED Talk, you know? I never want to watch a TED Talk. Um, avoid anyway. all future Pixar movies <laughs> then, I think. You might be in trouble. Yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah. I haven't seen a Pixar movie in ages, so I, 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 <laughs> I totally forgot about that shit. Oh, yeah. They do that for all of them, man. All right. I do, anyway, I do want to I'm, see that one though. It was it was just okay. Yeah, it was fine. I I felt like it did a lot of the kind of the same stuff as the first movie. Like a oh. lot of the sets were the same and everything. A lot some of the jokes were kind of the same. Mm. Um, but I mean, it was fine. I didn't mind it. It was it was good. Yeah, check it out. Oh. There are parts that are good. Pirate it. <laughs> All right, I'll go watch it in uh, Chinese subtitle. Yeah. Don't pirate the short at the beginning, though. <laughs> What's that one called? I, I kind of want to see this one and see how bad it is now. I can't remember, but actually it was about a Chinese mother making a steamed bun. And, like, the steamed bun comes to life and she gets too attached to it because she misses her own son. Who died in a toaster oven years ago. No, he, he left to, like, go get married to a, to a white woman or something. Oh, <laughs> And she wasn't happy about the white woman. <laughs> Alright, this one sounds awesome. I, how did you not like this? It's this not. It's not awesome. awesome. It's, it's not awesome. so great. <laughs> you don't need to see it. 
I'm going to go out of my way to see just that. Fuck the Incredibles. <laughs> just watch it on YouTube. All right. I'll don't, wait for it to come out on the next DVD release and uh, get that for give, all next year. Give it a down vote, too, if you watch it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show them. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think about that. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Back to the back to the books here. I just wanted to complain about that. Good job, Pixar. You've made an enemy today. Yeah, fuck you, Pixar. Put it on YouTube. Don't force me to watch it. It's not what I'm there for. I mean, it's like the same as like the fucking trailers that they show beforehand too. Do you normally? That's not the about same. Those? No, that's not the same. Kind of. The, tra- the trailers are free- like. It's a free bonus, like, shitty five-minute-long animated movie, though. But it belongs on YouTube. <laughs> it doesn't belong in the theater. Well, it's your fault for getting there early enough to watch it, then. That's on you. Also, in China, there are no previews, so... Oh, man. There you go. I don't even have to worry about that. They just get right into the movie, and then people walk in 20, 30 minutes late, too, and it drives <laughs> me crazy. Maybe they were all <laughs> thinking that we were going to be trailers. Well, they were wrong. That that same uh, kid who was uh, complaining in the theater, like him and his family came in like 20 or 30 minutes late. Like they missed that whole short and they missed like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Fuck that kid. It's Good. Yeah, fuck that kid. He should have stayed home. <laughs> I hope he listens to this and he knows yeah, who he is. He's our biggest fan. <laughs> well, obviously his English sucks, so he probably doesn't. He's learning. <laughs> he listens to us to learn the language. Well, uh, he should. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, enough picking yeah. up kids. Yeah, I guess we can get back to it. <laughs> which book Which book has kids in it that we can pick on and mock? Uh, which book has kids? Uh, I, guess I think they all have... Sort of. Invincible is like kids, yeah, sure. It sounds yeah, like incredible, too. That's like a high schoolish kid. Yeah, I think it's a kid enough. Okay. Yeah, let's start with that, with that one. one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this was uh, Invincible Volume One, Family Matters. Um, it's another Image comic book. Uh, it's made by Robert Kirk- Kirkman. It's like his one big superhero-y comic book. After he left working for Marvel, uh, where he was credited with creating the third guy to play Ant Man, Eric O'Grady. So he's got a little bit of history with like superhero shit. So this is like the one top superhero book he did outside of like the big marvel series that time that he spent there oh really uh, yeah, yeah i did play. not know that hmm i did like that it was it's like kind of a it has a different feel than like the normal superhero stuff you know like it's like nobody nobody gives a shit that you have superpowers kind of right kind of felt like that it felt like everyone had superpowers and he was just trying to fit yeah. in with those people like, I don't know if necessarily everyone, but it seemed like everyone was kind of blended in together without, like, people freaking out about it on a daily basis. Yeah, they were very, very casual about, like, the typical catastrophic uh, superhero stuff. Like, the guy, the, what what's his father's name? I forgot. Does he have a superhero name? I'm sure he does. I don't know <laughs> what it was. All right, let's just call him uh, Superman. <laughs> so. All right. When Superman alien, gets sucked into... Su- oh, shit. He was an alien, too, just like Superman. Yeah, it was just Superman's story. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Why is it always except, Superman? Except instead of his home world, like, being uh, destroyed, his home world just, like, voted to send a group of uh, super-powered aliens to Earth or to various planets to, like, protect them and 
right their wrongs and teach them the good ways. Yeah, they want to make them like a perfect utopia where like everyone agrees with everyone and like, you know, they keep saying like, oh, we made a unanimous decision to do this. It yeah. was like, it's very cool. I, I, I thought it was cool. I like that. It's a nice planet. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. No politics because it's perfect. You're just like, yes, it's awesome. But anyway, he gets like, you know, when he gets trapped in like another dimension, like we see like none of that. Uh, we just see like how his family is like waiting for him to come back, kind of. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's months months go by that he's yeah. gone trapped in this other dimension. His mom just one time casually mentions like, "Oh, I got so worried that last time this happened when he was gone for like six months and missed your third birthday." It's like, "Oh, it's all right. He came back then. He'll be back this time. We know it. It's fine. Don't worry." Yeah, it's like it's not a big deal. This happens. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I always get so worried every time he gets sucked into another dimension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so frequent. Yeah. Right, yeah. There's just so much stuff going on. Um But I yeah, I thought that was a interesting way to sort of go through the superhero stuff though. I liked it. Like the uh the the one big note that I had on this series. Uh-huh. Um so it opens up and he is like sitting in the bathroom presumably taking a shit before school and um his mother knocks on the door and she's like trying to get him to hurry so he can get to school on time and he's just in there reading a comic book and she says what are you doing in there you've been in there so long if you keep this up you're going to have a you're going to cause yourself to have a heart attack so is she implying that she thinks he was masturbating before school and that that was somehow going to give him a heart attack because I'd always heard the expression that you'll go blind. I've never heard you'll give yourself a heart attack from jerking off. Like, or was she shitting so violently and so long that <laughs> that was going to cause a heart attack? Well, you're not going to have a heart attack from jerking off at that age. Not when you're a teenager, certainly. Maybe if you're an old man. Mm, and but... a super-powered teenager at that, too. So, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know That's what she's a... talking about, a heart attack. Yeah, that that part confused me. But it was funny enough to me that I, that was the only note I took on this entire book. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really had to find the important stuff here, you know. That is very important. <laughs> um, I another another note that I had was that I couldn't tell if people like knew the secret identity of the superheroes because their masks seemed like very half-assed. You know? Well, no, no. I love I love the one part when he joins that teenage. I think they're just called like the teen. Oh, what are they called? The teen superheroes or something like that. Yeah, and the girl I think it was from his teen high school Titans. doesn't even wear a mask. And, yeah, and at the very end, when they go and find the uh, teacher, who's like the uh, guy who's been turning everyone into human yeah. bombs, he's like, "Of course I know it's you. You're not even masked. You're in my class. How would I not know it's you?" Like, yeah, he that exactly. Out immediately, and that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I think her mask, like, uh, maybe I'm confusing this but it looked like she just drew like thin red lines around her eyes or something and then it was yeah i think i think like the first time she might have had a mask but like when yeah. they go to his house at the very end because they were thinking he was still going to be at school and they had time so she doesn't have any kind of mask on whatsoever but yet they're still shocked that he the uh, teacher recognizes them yeah i didn't know why they would think otherwise it's pretty <laughs> obvious <laughs> That was, that was um, the same thing in The Incredibles, too. The mask thing. It's like, they're not really masks. They're just, like, things you put around your eyes, but you can clearly tell who that is. Yeah, I know. 
yeah. super superheroes have the shittiest like fake identity uh, cover up things most of the time. Like Superman just wears glasses. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best so one. Bad. I hate it. <laughs> Green Lantern also has a similar mask that's like doesn't really hide anything, <laughs> so you can clearly see your face. You just can't see your eyes. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like who actually has like a decent one, like Moon Knight. Moon Knight. He's got like an entire sure. cow sort of Batman style. Yeah. Um, Black Panther, I mean, he's covering his whole face. But everyone knows his true identity, though, to begin with, so he doesn't even need to. So, Yeah, I guess he doesn't really need it, does he? Um, I was going to say Iron Man, but I guess same thing. Yeah, yeah. People know who man. he is. Yeah. Spider-Man. Hmm? Uh, he covers his whole face. He, he covers his whole face, but he outed himself during the Civil War. Uh, so yeah. I, I guess I guess in the timeline we're supposed to just pretend like that never happened as far as like the current Spider-Man issues go. Yeah, okay. All right, so Spider-Man. Didn't he go back in time for like uh he made a deal with the devil or something like that? Something ridiculous? That, um I forget what it was, but he had to like divorce Mary Jane Watson and he could never marry yeah. her. Yeah. He did something stupid like that. Yeah. So I guess his mask does conceal his identity i mean i guess just invisibles does i guess kind of he wears like weird little like speedster goggles sort of like you would imagine they're for like a speed character because i guess Sorry, he does who, have super speed that? too invincible though the main guy oh okay gotcha all right yeah like his little goggles at least like cover his eyes and his pupils so he can't actually see his eyes yeah that's true it's like yeah that 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 works i guess but I mean, you can still see his head and like, I feel like you can tell, right? If you look closely enough. You could take a pretty solid guess, I think. Like you could narrow right. it down to like, it's clearly one of these three people. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that guy's name, Invincible, uh, I don't like that name because Invincible is just like an adjective, you know? It's not a, it's not a name. You have to have like the Invincible Hulk or something. It has to describe something. Mm. I wasn't a fan of that name. I mean, it was an adjective, but not anymore. Now it's that guy. That's that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to turn it into a uh, a known entity. What what adjective Marketing. would you choose for yourself if you had to call Bearded. yourself an adjective? Bearded, bearded, okay. gorgeous, studly. Okay. That works. Uh, yeah. But we're just like, hey, studly, how you doing? <laughs> You're like, yo, what's up? Church feels yeah godly. Fuck no, I want godly. You want godly? Godlike, godlike, godly. I don't know. I think I think godly would be better. Okay, yeah, I'll go with that. But you already call yourself the god, so I know what's the point. You already have the noun. I'm just capitalizing on that whole adjective related market. So anytime that word is ever mentioned, I'm the first thing that people think of. Oh, you know what? It should be. Almighty. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that'd be yeah. a good one. Yeah, Thor's already got a <laughs> market on that one, though, right? But he's Can the Almighty... Thor's? He's the Almighty Thor, though. Oh, okay. So as long as, I don't, as long as I'm not the Almighty anything else, it's okay and I can steal it? Yeah, no, it's not... You're not the Almighty. Just I'm Almighty. Just almighty. Yeah, oh, just okay, the adjective. Okay. I think that, that makes that me think work. of All Might, though. Who's, who's All Might? It's some character from a thing that I'm clearly forgetting what it was. Uh, what is All Might? <laughs> Fuck. 
It's a character in, um, oh, why am I not? Oh, my God. Oh, it's uh, Big Hero Academia. It's this anime show that uh, Ralph has had me start watching. It's actually oh, okay. kind of awesome. You should check it out if you like anime. Uh, I guess I don't like anime that much, but I, I'll, maybe I'll take a look. I like Dragon Ball. That's about it, though. It's solid. It's like a, a school of uh, superhero kids. Yeah. In Japan or something. I don't know. It's awesome. It's sort of it's similar to like a uh, X-Men new school type of class thing. So I think that's kind of why I'm enjoying it so much. Okay. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Wait, is it like a superhero thing or like a martial arts thing or what is it? it it's a superhero school. Superhero All School. Okay. All Might is this, uh, he's like the top earning superhero in Japan. And uh, mm-hmm. he somehow like passes his power on to this, the main kid of the show. Just by like touching him and figuring out that that kid is like worthy of like carrying on the legacy of All Might. And so he touches him and they both have the same powers. And like the entire first season, it's All Might in his like off time. He's trying to train the kid to like harness the power. Because like the first time he ever tries to use any of it, since his body isn't like worked up to like know how to like hone it, he like absolutely shatters the hell out of his hand just trying to like flick something with his finger. So it's kind of funny and it's kind of entertaining i don't know all right season three just released i haven't finished season two yet but i'm close it's good well i'll look into it i guess we'll see anything else about invincible um this one was really short too i think there were only like four books in this whole collected volume which was good for me because i waited till the very last second to read this one so that worked out me too for all of these ones (laughs) I waited until the last second. Um, I started using the iPad to read, by the way. Oh, that help? Oh, yeah, it helps so much. I, I just took it to work, and I was just reading comics for work for like three hours. Nice. So, it was a, not a busy day. I'm going to start doing that every time. But yeah, I did like this one. I, I, I enjoyed the story a lot. I would I would read more. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely worth checking out. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd definitely read it again. Yeah, they should make a uh, TV show about it. I definitely oh, yeah. watch it. Wink, wink, yeah. Amazon. Wait, I are they doing that? that? Is the, I believe that is the series Amazon is doing for him. Because I know really? he signed some big, huge deal with Amazon. So I Good. think it is for Invincible since he's already got Outcast and Walking Dead elsewhere. Good. I want to watch that one. Awesome. Uh, one more thing about Invincible. What was up with the robot on that superhero team? Why was he such a <laughs> smug asshole? <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, I was trying to picture what it was that he looked like that he reminded me of the entire time, but I could never place it, because it kind of looked like his little robot head, like, it sort of reminded me of, like, a character from something else, and I just couldn't think of what it was. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I also can't think of what it is either. (laughs) Maybe it was, like, a Star Wars thing or something like that. Maybe it's a Star Wars robot. Could be. I, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Oh, well. I also liked how there were two other members of that teen superpower group team who, like, the one is that girl from high school's boyfriend named Rex, who we see one time dropping her off after a date, and then the other girl we see that very first time when they meet Invincible and never again. Like, how how useless are those two members of the team that they're never on any of these missions or at the hideout? That was kind of weird. You know, the the one we only saw one time is the only one whose name I remember, though, oh, which really? is Duplicate. 
right? Oh, okay. I, I remember the girl from high school was something Eve, like Atom Eve. That's like right, A-T-O-M, yeah. Because her, her real name was something middle name Eve, I think, was how, why. Why would you use your own name in your superhero name? I don't know. I mean, the robot was just called Robot, I think, right? Yeah, you're just called Robot. It's not very creative. I like that. I like that name. It's lazy. It's easy to remember. Yeah. <laughs> just Robot. Hmm. This is Girl. <laughs> this is Other Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Girl 2. Yeah, this is Boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> boy, read it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a better name. But yeah, I liked it. I would recommend it. Uh, it's an interesting superhero story. Yeah. So it was a solid read. Yeah, for sure. I think it's over too. Is did it finish the run? Yeah, that's of this one? that's the one. I think he finished. He wrapped up a month or so, or a couple months back. So that's another big plus. Is like there's actually an end to it. So maybe worth finishing. Yeah, I don't know how many issues there are in it. I don't want to make a guess and be completely wrong. But yeah, I think it went on for like five, ten years. Yeah, maybe not ten. That might be too long. But yeah, it was it was around for a while. Yeah, sure. So, anyway, you ready to talk about another one? All right, sure. All right, which one do you want to do next? You pick. All right, how about Injustice? All right. First of all, uh, yeah, this is like based on the game, right? So, all right, so. Each time they come out with a game, they release these as a prelude to the games. Uh, but since they're like a monthly comic book series, you usually only get like the first volume or two before the game actually gets released. And then they just keep cranking them out as the game is uh, playable. But yeah, that's kind of how they did it with season one. And now that's how they've done it with this one when they released it ahead of time before the game. But they are tie-ins. Like, it's not based on anything in DC comic book canon it's its own separate individual entity it's like its own separate planet storyline thing like it has nothing to do with anything else that's happening in dc it yeah. only relates to the game itself but this one is this one about the first game or the second game um it's not really about either of the games really i mean it, it oh, takes okay. off it, it kind of takes place after the events of the first game's finish and before the second game, um, I see. Like the the second game kind of starts out with Supergirl, Kara Zor El's like discovery on the planet, and that's kind of like mm-hmm. right where this one ended on was when Black Adam like discovered her and rescued her and took her into Condorac, uh, damn it, Condorac, whatever his home is. <laughs> that's probably it. Kandorak. Kandor- no, fuck it. I don't know. Just go with Kandorak. All right. It's easy to remember. <laughs> That's Kandorak. what we're calling it now. Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah, because this one was called um, Injustice Lee, or no, no. Injustice Year 2 or something? Um, Injustice 2 Gods Among Us uh, Year 2 Volume one or season one or I, yeah, it was very it's very confusing because <laughs> every separate website I found to try to like get the official title of it to post on the uh, Twitter and stuff before we uh, 
when I was tweeting out like the little like, hey, here's the heads up of what we're going to do. Like I could never find a for sure answer of exactly what it's called. Every single thing had it differently titled. So it's a hmm. little confusing. Well, okay. So the one I read was Injustice, Gods Among Us, Year Two, Volume One. Okay, I, I think that is the one I read as well, hopefully. What, what, what was yours about? Okay, so uh, it's following after Superman is uh, captured at the end of the first game by Batman. And Batman's side is really, they don't have very many followers because most of the people have uh, been killed off. And so it's him and like Harley Quinn. And uh, he's got the Green Arrow who in game two is revealed it's a green arrow from another universe. It's not the green arrow that got killed in the first game. It's a separate green arrow who Dr. Fate has been keeping alive with the Black Canary as they raised the dead green arrow and Black Canary's son inside of like Dr. Fate's uh, like holy uh, sanctuary fortress world. Um, did you see any of that? Uh... No. <laughs> Shit. Uh, did the Suicide Wait, Squad come into this one? I don't, I don't think know. the Suicide... Mine Mine was about... Um, uh, Superman was uh, looking for... God damn it. Who was he looking for? I think he was looking for Batman, and Batman was like recovering in Dr. Fate's time and space castle or whatever. Maybe we yeah, had a yeah, different yeah, one. That, oh no, that happened. That um, did happen. There were two, there were okay. two Batman, right? Like a separate Batman who we don't know who it secretly really is. He shows up. Wait, let me try to remember. Uh, okay, here's another one. Superman tells uh, Commissioner Gordon that he has cancer. I can't. <laughs> I think that was the other one. I think that was that in was the first season's run of these books. I do oh, remember shit. that happening at some point in time. But I don't know if it was in this one or not. Okay. Um. Okay. Whoops, so maybe. All right. Read so we may have read ones. two different books here. <laughs> It's confusing to find. It was hard to find. Like I said, yeah, it's not titled yeah. the exact same thing on any fucking source you go and check at. So, yeah, so difficult to find. Oh well, it happens. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, usually just having the title is enough to find it, but this one was actually really difficult. Shoot. Well, okay, you want to tell everyone okay. about your book? Uh, yeah, it was all right. the The Green Lantern was in it. They had those uh. What are they called? The Watchmen? Those little short guys? Or Watchers? Uh, the Guardians of the Gal... Or... No, that's, that's something, something of the universe. The somethings of the universe that are basically like that. Yeah, so like they're, they're, they're like, like the, the leaders of the, of the Green Lanterns, right? Those things? Yes, those things. Okay. I know what you're talking um, about. I don't know what they're called. So they're like, hey, this Superman is like fucking up the world. So like the the dude goes down there to try to talk Superman out of it, and they almost get in a fight. The Watchman takes all like all the Green Lanterns back and leaves like a different Green Lantern who seems like an asshole. What the else? redhead one, Guy Gardner. Yeah, the, yeah, that's the one. Okay, the redhead one. You you definitely read season one. This is like towards the very okay. end of that season one run. I see. Whoops. But anyway, what else happened? They run into Sinestro. And uh, it made me think about the different colors of lanterns, right? How many yeah. different colors of lanterns are they? Do they have all the colors like they should? That uh, that I know of because I don't ever read yeah. the lantern stuff. It's green, mm -hmm. yellow, red, orange, indigo, and then there's a special one, which is the white one. So okay. six. Six of them. 
Okay. Good. I think that's a good amount of colors. Uh, I can't remember how this how this one ends. I think like yeah, Doctor Fate's healing uh Batman. Um, I don't know. Fuck it. Like it's. I didn't think it was like super super interesting. I was just kind of getting through it. Did you get far enough along where like Superman joins the Sinestro Corp, the Yellow Lanterns, and they attack all the Green Lanterns on Earth and just murder everyone? Uh, I didn't see that part, but like Sinestro oh, was then... trying to uh, reason with the not Superman, or no, he was trying to reason with Superman. Okay, so that... maybe maybe it was right before that. I think so because I, I remember this part with like the Guy Gardner. Because for some reason, Guy Gardner was like a big part of that ending of that series for some reason, even oh, really? though he isn't in the game at all as like a extra character or anything. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't remember all the details now. I didn't take very good notes. I, again, I kind of thought it was a little uh, slow going. Oh, mm-hmm. um, this one also, I think Ollie Queen, he died in the beginning of this volume as well. Oh, okay, okay. See, I told you he died at some point, and then... uh it was during this point, I just, I just remembered that. <laughs> Alright, so at least we read ones that tie in nicely. Yeah. So how about yours? Tell us, tell us a little about yours, then. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this one starts out with uh, Superman and like his whole crew are all locked up in jail because Batman just defeated them. And um, so they, Batman has all these like uh, safety measures in place because he knows... That Superman's forces are going to try to break him out at any point in time. Um, Damian Wayne is also locked away in there because he turned on Batman and sided with Superman and he killed Nightwing. So this random other Batman somehow appears and he... Alright, so first of all, the Suicide Squad shows up. Amanda Waller kidnaps Harley Quinn, who is Batman's like only living, good, true ally at this point in time. There's also Canary and the other... Oliver Queen Green Arrow, but they've been kind of living in uh, Doctor Fate's like secret magic world kingdom thing, just so they could be like left alone. But Fate brings them back to help Batman out. There's a brand new Suicide Squad that we're introduced to, and uh, Amanda Waller forces Harley Quinn to join that by putting the brain bomb on her. Uh, the Suicide Squad in this one featured pretty much the Suicide Squad from the new Rebirth series with Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, Katana. Killer Croc, El Diablo, and then they also had Man Bat, Captain Cold, Orca, the Clock King, Polka Dot Man, Magpie, and Killer Moth. But they did, the other alternate universe Batman did decide that some of them were worthless, so he just immediately kills Polka Dot Man, Magpie, Killer Moth, and he tries killing Clock King, but his bomb wouldn't work right. Um, it turns out that this other Batman is for some reason working for Ra's al Ghul. And Ra's al Ghul is like the main bad guy of this entire series for some reason it looks like, even though he's not in the game whatsoever. But uh, he sends his fake Batman and Suicide Squad to Arkham or wherever it is that Superman's being held to try to distract everyone, make them think they're trying to break out Superman. So Batman and all his allies go there to try to uh, make sure that Superman can't escape. And while that is happening, Talia al Ghul... Uh, this other daughter, who I guess is supposed to be maybe Batman's daughter that he never knew about. But, uh, oh shit, I had her name written down here somewhere. How many children does Batman have? I mean, as far as I was aware, just Damien. <laughs> Countless. Oh. But but in this one, it kind of apply, implies that he's also got a daughter that he doesn't know about. 
So, well, I, I don't know if it's true or not. Oh, there it is, Anastasia. So she's also she's also like a League of Assassin type expert level murderer as well, just like her mom. And so the two of them go in and they actually rescue Damian Wayne and, and bring him back because Rachel Ghoul is his grandfather and he wants him with his family. Uh, so the whole thing was a diversion. They made everyone think they were trying to get Superman out, but really all they were after was just freeing Damian. Um, Batman did have this really awesome and smart emergency backup plan in place to make sure Superman could never escape where he had the atom shrink down and he's just been living inside of his brain this entire time with a, uh, sh- uh, a shiv made out of kryptonite and he pulls it out and he's like talking to Superman from inside his brain and he's like warning him I'll kill you but if he's holding a shiv of kryptonite while inside of Superman's body how is that not immediately like deteriorating Superman? Like, he keeps threatening to, like, shiv him with it, but just holding it anywhere near him should be enough to, like, cripple him, I would think. That part was stupid. I like the shiv part. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that was badass. Yeah. Was brilliant plan. Hell yeah. Prison shank. Fuck yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I mean, he is on the inside, so. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. This one was alright. I kind of liked it, but I, I've I've enjoyed these Injustice books myself, so. Oh, right. wait, yeah, and Aqualad. Aqualad did show up in this one, too. I forgot about that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, is Aqualad a character in the game? Not yet. Oh, okay. What about Polka Dot? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Oh, that sucks. That's bullshit. I know. I, know. I don't know He's who that Le- character is. He is, is in though. Lego Batman, though. <laughs> well, I think everyone is, isn't he? Or aren't they? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you wait, remember no, these okay. stories a lot better than I do. <laughs> I actually took like decent notes on everything this time except for Invincible, but that was because I read that the day we were supposed to record. And I was like, oh, it's all oh, fresh okay. in my mind. I don't need to write anything down. Donnie will mention something and I'll immediately remember it. And then I had to cancel and delay it. But, oh well, I mean, I remembered some stuff. That's kind of like what how, how I took notes for this Injustice book because this is the one I was reading. Uh, I read the whole thing at work. So I just, uh, I was sitting in a different seat other than my desk because, like, I was sitting, like, directly under the air conditioner because it gets hot in the office Ooh, that nice. I work at. So I was just, like, sitting in the middle of the office, like, reading it. I didn't have my notebook. <laughs> and I was just trying to get through it. But uh, that's, yeah, I'm just like, oh, fuck it, I'll remember. And I don't at all. <laughs> there, there, was, there was one, like, really nice, awesome moment in this book that I forgot about. Um, mm-hmm. For some reason, the Ted Cord character who's the original blue beetle he is back and he's training he's training jaime reyes who is the current blue beetle and jaime reyes blue beetle is actually in the game um ted cord is trying to train him to like use the scarab that's what he gets his blue beetle powers from he's trying to train him and um randomly he gets attacked by rachel ghoul's forces because rachel ghoul knows that batman is trying to assemble a team of like the richest smartest wealthiest people still alive to try to rebuild the world after what superman's battle did to it where it like kind of depleted the entire universe um so in order to prevent that from happening rachel ghoul sends his forces in there to kidnap ted cord there's like this super touching moment where booster gold who is ted cord blue beetle's best friend in like every single dc thing you read or see he keeps coming back from the future to like warn Ted Core that like he's gonna die soon, 
and to not fear it because like he loves him and he'll be there by his side like holding him in his final moments it was actually like this incredibly like sweet moment i was like oh man tearing up <laughs> but oh well you, you should read that it was super touching yeah, well i'll have to find this right one then because uh what rachel gold does to actually kill him is they unleash killer croc and killer orca or orca who's just a giant killer whale character it's a female one but uh she's mostly a foe of like nightwing now in bloodhaven but the two of them they just unleash them on all, all these uh prisoners that they have live on tv and the two of them just fucking massacre them they rip them all to shreds and eat them so it's like ted cord is just like chunks of them are falling off he's bleeding to death and then like blue booster gold shows up it's like hey buddy uh sorry try not to suffer you know i'll be here for you super super sweet hmm is uh what orca did you say orca yeah orca is that a also a street shark i wish okay <laughs> <That'd be awesome. laughs> All right. I wish wondering. DC owned the Street Sharks and they just randomly like started popping them into like other books. Yeah, they should. I wish anybody owned Street Sharks and would just put them into books. <laughs> is there a Street Shark comic? I wonder. We should find it know. if there is. I feel I like no there idea, could like, be. Who, someone, someone should own that property, I would think. Yeah. I mean, like DC owns Thundercats and He-Man right now. They don't do anything with them except for have them interact with each other. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. They should do more with that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, why not? Anyway, well, I guess we read different books, so, uh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, that's all right, though. I still haven't played that Injustice 2 game, but oh, I would I like, like to, I would like to play as the Ninja Turtles. I was disappointed yeah. the Ninja Turtles didn't show up in the book I was reading. Oh, man. Oh, shit. If the Ninja Turtles and Hellboy start showing up in these comics, yeah. they're fucking amazing. Fuck yeah. I would love that. Alright, anyway. Talk about another one? Alright. Alright, All right. you want to go Miles Morales next? Uh, Sure, yeah. Let's go with that. Alright. So I think the official title of this series is Spider-Man Miles Morales Volume 1. Yes. I think it is. I think we, hopefully we read the same book for this one. <laughs> we'll see. This one started with uh, Blackheart, right? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, okay, Mephisto's okay. son. So, okay, I think we're on the same page then. I did like this one. I thought it was uh, an interesting way to show Spider-Man. Miles Morales is a black man. Or, no, he's half he's, black, he's half, half black, half Latino. Dominican. Yeah. Half Dominican, okay. So, yeah. like... When he like tears his suit and like people see like that he's not a white guy, the internet gets all excited. Like, oh, Spider Man's a person of color. This is so exciting. This is so great. And he's like, I don't want the qualifier. You know, the black Spider Man. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, yeah, he you just wants to one? be the Spider Man. He doesn't want to be like the minority Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was a. It's like yeah, I, I see what you mean. But he does wear a black Spider Man costume. He wears the coolest Spider Man costume. Yeah, it does look cool, but it's it is a black costume too. So it's I think you're going to get the black Spider-Man either way. You know what I mean? Like if oh, you have to dis- oh, yeah, if you okay. have to differentiate yeah, it, it's I get like, it. you know the color of your suit like doesn't really help you with that. Like if yeah, you're going to get it either point. way. I yeah, mean, yeah. He could he could try to make the claim that the black Spider-Man is Venom though. That too. Yeah. Yeah. There's already a black Spider-Man. Maybe his suit is red with black and we're all just Maybe. No, it's not. It's clearly not, but fuck, I don't know. Yeah. 
So it's like, I, I get what he means, but also like, I think he's, you know, kind of fucking up with his costume choice. Also, why does uh, the um, Peter Parker Spider-Man let him be Spider-Man? Do you know anything about that? Like they, they touched on that in something I had read. And I can't remember if it was in this something else but um it was it was like a flashback but it felt like clearly kind of jokey yeah that i mean i had never really read anything with miles in it I except for like a random cameo appearance that he made in like a miss marvel series and there's no okay. mention of parker in that one so i i, I don't read enough spider-man to actually like know yeah th- this one because because it's in like the world where the peter parker spider-man exists i i could have done with an origin story you know yeah, like, like this. This was volume. This is the first issue too. But there's like, yeah, one, I would like to see. Like it. he's clearly introduced in like a. So I believe during the Battle World series is when he's first introduced into everything, and in that one, it's sort of like a teenage superhero team. They're all like doing this little solo mission where they're kind of being mm-hmm. pitted against each other in like a uh, fight to the death type. Uh, what's, Hunger what's Games. Morty episode. Of, I was thinking of the Rick and oh. Morty episode where it's like the Battle Dome type uh, episode where Morty with the beam oh, okay. and just like destroys everyone. Like it's sort gotcha. of like a, a ser- scenario like that, but with just all the teenage superheroes. And I think that's where Miles mm. Morales is first introduced, but I'm not mm. totally sure on that because I never read that one and I'd never read Miles before this. So don't quote me on that. Um, but all yeah, right. I, I guess like towards the end of the Battle World, like there was something where the two of them had met and interacted at some point. The The thing that really confused me, though, is how is his entire family, who's uprooted from the Ultimate Universe and put onto the 616 planet now, how are they all acting like they've lived there their entire lives and like they're not confused about their new surroundings and their new home? That part really threw me. Because if he's supposed to be from another universe, like... How would they not all notice the difference in their world? Are they supposed to be from another universe? Yeah, the Spider-Man isn't originally from 616. I think he transferred to it after that weird like battle world relaunch oh. thing. If anyone out there but- actually knows this shit, please correct us. Please correct me and tell us what the actual story is, because I have no idea. Yeah. But as far as I, what I thought it was, is that... Miles Morales was the Spider-Man on his world in another universe and sort of, it's not, he wasn't part of the Spider-Verse thing, but it's similar to that where, like, he was his universe's Spider-Man and somehow that one imploded during the Battle World thing and so now he's been transferred to 616. Well, it is weird because his entire family, like, even his extended family is there. Like he's his grandmother, his yeah, who doesn't yeah. live with him, but she, like, somehow now lives in the city with yeah. him. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's really what, weird. That's what was throwing me the entire time. Yeah. I didn't know that, but yeah, that is weird. Why would why would your entire extended family be transferred to? Yeah. Your uncle, your prisoner uncle as well. The prowler. Yeah. Alright, well, I didn't know that. I did I did the big like highlight, the... the big highlight. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did like the family stuff though, his his family problems. I thought it was interesting to see like his uh Shitty grandmother, like, giving him all that shit about the grades. Taking his phone away and everything. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was a very, uh, you know, human story. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I like that every assumption was either that it's drugs or girls. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, he's on drugs, I know it. Don't tell me he's not. 
So I, I did like the uh, his best friend character, the the guy from um, the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. I get why when it was announced that that guy was going to be in that movie, why people like reacted so positively or so excited about it. I, I don't know yeah. how you pronounce his name, like Nake or Mac. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell either. I don't know why it was so. It was it's a really strange spelling. I can't even it's remember like, his name in the movie either. It's G N A K E. Yeah, I don't understand what it is. So I'm just going to um, call him G. All right, G. Yeah, but I'm glad that he was in that. I got to see something with him finally. He was cool. Um, yeah. I, I like, yeah, so Gold Balls, too. Like, that was kind of a dick move of him to, like, spoil the big secret that uh, Miles Morales happens to be Spider-Man to Gold Balls just because Gold Balls used to be an X-Man. Yeah, because they're both fat or something was his reason, too, like, why he yeah, trusted yeah. him. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. I didn't understand that. superhero, finally. But there have been fat superheroes, hasn't there? The Blob. That's, mm. He's not a hero. He's a villain. <laughs> uh, who else? Plus, is a he fat lost hero? his pure powers on M Day, so he's not even a superhero anymore. Oh, well, that's the only one I could think of. See, so not many. Not many. But yeah, what an asshole to tell the secret like that. That's a that's a real dick move. And, like, it's not even like Gold Balls was on the good X-Men team. He was on Cyclops' school of X-Men. And everyone was, like, terrified of Cyclops because that was when he was getting into his super heavy-duty mutant terrorist rights-type movement. And Gold Balls was a part of that group. So it wasn't even like he was, like, on the Wolverine school for gifted youngsters X-Men team. He was on the, like, shady side of the X-Men. And yet you still just immediately added your boy to him. What What is the deal with Gold Balls? Like, what is his power? So, all right, so whenever he gets scared or nervous, he would just randomly, like, make these giant gold balls appear out of nowhere. And so there's, like, this really funny joke. Um, you remember, I think we read it the last time, it was, one of the, it was the X-Men Blue series, where uh-huh. they traveled back in time and they found that imposter X-Men team. And it was actually, like, this team from the future that they had met before with, like, Charles Xavier's son, Old Man Lo- old man Deadpool, like, one of uh, yeah. Iceman's golems. So the very first time we are introduced to that team, it's in one of the X-Men books. And it's right when, like, Gold Balls and all those new kids first start joining up with Cyclops' team. And they come from the future for the first time to meet them. And I don't know why, but old man Deadpool is losing his shit meeting Gold Balls. He's referred to Gold Balls like he's like Jesus Christ from where he's from his time frame. Like he's like the biggest Ooh. celebrity in the universe somehow. So that's kind of like the big running gag where here again in this one, uh, in, in the eyes of G, he's like again like the biggest celebrity you could imagine on Earth. Even though he's just a dude who like randomly like gets nervous and ejaculates giant golden balls or whatever. Uncontrolled, like he's he's ejaculating them. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing with them. They just appear like out of balls of sweat. Maybe I don't know what it is. It's when he's nervous and scared for the most part because he doesn't have control over it really. Oh man, yeah. So I don't know. He's not super useful or helpful at all. So he's, he's just, just like kind, kind of, of a joke guy. Yeah. Okay, oh yeah. I he's see. absolutely a joke guy. He's the fat guy. So he's clearly well, like a joke it makes guy. sense. It's like that. Uh, it's always sunny episode with the body types. Like, <laughs> That's right. You could be like That's super right. ripped or fat, but funny. 
Totally uh, Totally not gay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, nothing sexual. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but that's that's kind of all he does is he just gets terrified of his scenario, and he knows how useless he is, and so he'll like sweat out giant gold balls somehow. All right. Although although in this one it did seem like he has developed some control over him because he was doing them like on command to impress everyone in the cafeteria. It looked like. Yeah, he was like juggling them. Yeah, so I guess he's finally Emma Frost has finally taught him something. Good. Been waiting a long time for that. Yeah, it's about time. Get your shit together, Gold Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> Black Cat came up in this one too. Yeah, that was cool. It was good seeing her. And uh Yeah. Yeah, I knew I knew that she had like taken over Tombstone or oh no, not Tombstone, uh Hammerhead's gang. But I had no mm. idea like what the origin story or the reasoning for that was, so it was nice to actually finally see that story. And Hammerhead too. It's like I, I I know I've seen him before, but like he's kind of a stupid character. What is his power? Is just like he has a big head, or something like that, right? Yeah, I don't even know if it's. <laughs> I don't even know if he has like an actual power, or if it's just that he has a giant obtuse like forehead. Yeah, I don't get that one. But Spider Man kicked him in the dick, though. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, That's all I fight. So I like his moves. Yeah. Just dick go for the dick. Always. Yeah. Right. The Baraka dick face punch. <laughs> That's a good one. It never fails, man. No, I mean, you can't can't dodge that. Nope. Let's see. Anything else about this one? Yeah, I, I did like um like this Miles or Miles, this Spider Man, has like the extra mm-hmm. power extra powers that uh normal Parker Spider Man doesn't have. Um when he's taking Fighting Blackheart, he takes him down with that special toxic sting thing that he has. I like that. That's a nice oh, yeah. little new thing he has, that sting ability. And you also can like camouflage himself and go like invincible. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like he is inventing more shit, right? So that's that's kinda cool. Um I don't know I don't know like if those are like powers or if they're like just tied into the suit. I, I think he invented it. I think he mentioned that that he called it a venom sting or whatever. He made it for venom. But it uh, worked on Blackheart too. I wasn't sure what he was doing, like how that worked. I couldn't really tell from the pictures. You know, it looks like he just gets close to their face and then just like suddenly they're down. I, I couldn't tell what was going on. The other power he had though didn't he like has like a Super Saiyan power? I don't know. Did didn't he like make some sort of explosion around him to like get out of a jam? Yeah, that was more of the uh, toxic stuff, wasn't it? Oh, it was? I don't know, wasn't it? Maybe? Because he, talk- he was talking about how he couldn't control it or something. I- now, I- fuck, I can't remember what he did exactly now. But he, he sort of like, like... It was like a cloud of like a greenish, yellow, like... I don't know if it was supposed to be like a mist or a explosion or, a or fart. what it was. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably it. It's probably a fart. But yeah, he's like saying like, oh, okay, good, this thing came back, but I don't know how to control it. And now I can't remember exactly what it was, but that that was kind of a interesting thing, I guess. Like, never saw Spider-Man do that. Yeah. Uh. Oh well. Well, I, I think it was uh, interesting though, like the to see um, Spider-Man sort of getting another. You know, it's kind of another way to look at the character. So I did like reading it. 
but it, the, as far as the story goes, I feel like it was pretty, um, you know, as far as the superhero stuff goes, it was pretty standard, you know? Yeah, I, there was nothing, like, that extraordinary about it. It was just a cool little intro. Like, they, they paired yeah. him up immediately with, like, a known character to be his main foe going forward for the first couple issues. So that's a pretty yeah. safe bet there, just going with Black Hat. Everyone knows sure. her. Yeah, what's her problem? I don't know. Um, she she really hates Spider Man. Yeah, but it's like you, you can't separate the two different people in your head. Like, what the hell's the matter with you? Well, maybe she thought Spider Man just got a really cool new suit look. But then when she kidnapped him and saw him on mass and tried to like ID, oh yeah, yeah. So they're clearly not from this universe, and they were clearly imported because they ran his uh thumbprint, and there are no known oh, matches right. in the universe. That's right. Uh, on that on that thumbprint scanner, yeah. So. So they're yeah, clearly so the imported fuck? from another universe, not the 616. So, again, that that raises all kinds of questions about, like, the grandma being, like, 100% cool about this and also somehow coming yeah. along for the trip. Same with, like, the uncle who we don't see. Okay. I guess that makes sense, then. Well, I guess we'll find out. I would keep reading. I love Spider-Man. Yeah, it, it was just cool. I like yeah. I like the idea of, like, uh... Gold Balls being like a shitty comic relief sidekick character for him. That could be cool too. Gotta love Gold Balls. Heck yeah. Yeah. In the future, he's a big time player, I guess. He's a big deal. Yep. Old Man Deadpool told me so. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, gotta believe Old Man Deadpool. That's right. He probably talked directly to you, the reader, and told you. I know. So yeah. meta. Right. So cool. I still gotta see that movie. I'm gonna. I gotta check my torrents. That new Deadpool. Oh yeah. Also, also one more note. Okay. Um, I liked Peter Parker's joke when they are fighting with Blackheart about how nervous he was when he realized they were gonna be fighting a demon that he thought it was gonna be that red one, implying that he was thinking, "Thank God it wasn't Mephisto again. He would have to make another deal to sell his wife." Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, <laughs> good tie-in. Yeah. Um. Oh, but I, actually, the other joke with the demon thing was um when Miles Morales went back to his dorm, um he just like, "Ew, I touched a demon. That's so gross!" And, like just freaking out about it as soon as he gets home. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got one more Thanos. Yeah, Thanos Volume One. Thanos Returns. Yeah, this this book is starring Thanos and Thanos's son and Blanca from Street Fighter and Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I actually really enjoyed this one a lot. I, I thought it was uh, a really fun read. Yeah, it, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, actually. Yeah, I thought it was going to be kind of like crappy, but it was actually really good. I enjoyed it very much. So yeah, in this one, Thanos is sick or getting sick or something. So he's like weak, trying to heal himself or whatever, or trying to cure his disease. Yeah, he's slowly dying. Mm-hmm. And so we meet like all of Thanos's family in this one, which I thought was a little weird to be meeting. Like, we meet his father, his son, his uncle, or something? His brother. His brother was Star Fox. Star Fox is his brother. And then, yeah. Um, 
And Lady Death is in it, who is his former love interest. Yeah, she's banging his son now. Yeah. Or not banging, I don't know what she's doing with him. Mind controlling him or something? Maybe banging too. Probably. Yeah, we'll assume. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you gotta... she's the queen now of his, the Black Quadrant, so I, I have to assume that's happening. Yeah, and she's super hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I kind of enjoyed the, like, art style and everything in this book. It was, like, very, there's, like, a lot of shadows and stuff. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that you call him Blanca. He looked like Blanca. <laughs> I couldn't think of that when I was reading it, but now that you've mentioned it, yeah, he did kind of. He had the it's exact same hairstyle. Yeah, he has, like, the same build with, like, the big hands and shit. Like, it was definitely Blanca. <laughs> he has a patch of red chest hair, probably, if he took his shirt off. Also, speaking of names, like, Star Fox, too. Like, that's that's already a thing. I don't think you can call him Star Fox. Well, that's like a character from, like, the 60s or 70s, I think. He's been yeah, around. But- yeah, but we all think of the Nintendo game now. Well, it's just you youths. I'm sure there was probably like some 40-year-old, <laughs> 50-year-old dude who uh, read this issue. He's like, oh, yeah, the only Star Fox that's ever existed. Pop culture. <laughs> well, I, whenever people would talk to Star Fox, I would uh, read it in the voice of, you know, the voices in Star Fox 64. You know, just whatever they're saying, I just I would just imagine like <laughs> Peppy is saying it or Andros or whatever. <laughs> All right, that that makes it more fun, at least. It it did. That's maybe that's another reason why I like this book so much. But <laughs> I, I was having fun with that. I think like some of the quotes are like very very similar to the Star Fox game too. <laughs> but I can't remember any of the. Oh, I should have wrote them down. Fuck. But darn it. Yeah, I did enjoy that though. So. What what is the deal with Thanos anyway? Like, what? Why is he so powerful? Um. All right. So I don't normally read a ton of like the the space stuff, so I don't know uh-huh. how accurately the timeline that I have from the last thing I've seen with either of them to like what has happened just now lines up. I don't know if I'm missing huge chunks, but as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware, um, before the Battle World thing started happening, uh. Thanos and the Black Guard, or what, is that what they're called? The Black Guard, his uh, his group. I think uh, like the Black think something Dwarf, like that. Thorvis Clave, Proxima Midnight, yeah. all of them. So they're going around the universe, killing every single one of Thanos's seeds, all his bastard seeds. And Thane has been living on Earth, being covered by the uh, the Illuminati, uh, Black Bolt, and Medusa. Hit him with this uh, like secret desert castaway group of New Atlanteans, and they told him that he was just an Atlantean, not that he's an intergalactic character and the seed of Thanos. So the Black Order like finally comes to Earth, and this is when we first meet Black Swan. She's there, and they free her, and they all go after Thane to try and kill him, and this is when Thane first uses his power and we first see what it is and originally it's like this absolutely badass thing where he can turn you into solid gold and you're just stuck for eternity as like a golden statue and so he does that to thanos and he like launches him into space and like 
it's implied that he's going to be stuck like that forever or into, until Thane decides to release him, I guess. And then immediately after that happens, Ebony Maul possesses his mind and gets inside of it and starts mind controlling him. And he leads him on these uh, this uh, path of like destruction to be the new tyrant of Titan or whatever, or wherever he's going to send him. So he's possessing him to like take over the universe because he's so insanely powerful. And then they show throughout this, there were like the flashbacks to him with Ebony Maul and then trying to battle Corvus Glaive and Corvus Glaive's people defeating him. And they somehow stripped him of all his power, those three witches. So I don't know if maybe like when that happened, if maybe that's how Thanos like escaped the uh, statue thing that he was stuck in. That's kind of what I assumed must have happened. But that, that's probably 100% wrong. But that's just what I assumed. He lost his powers. And so because of that, his hold on, Than- on Thanos no longer continued on. Hmm. I mean... Yeah, possibly. Uh, that made sense in my mind. That seemed to work. All right. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to say. Like, there's always weird shit going on. Because it's just so many things. It's like I don't know what all these words mean. You know, like what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah. All right. But yeah, everyone like Thanos just kicks everybody's ass all the time. Yeah, and, and I mean. He goes and he, he holds his own against the entire Shi'ar, um, oh, what are they called? The Shi'ar Imperial Guard, which yeah. is like the most badass army of like soldiers in the entire universe. And Thanos, mm-hmm. sick and dying, just tears through them all until Gladiator finally shows up to knock him out. But uh, one of the characters in that Imperial Guard, Smasher, the one who was wearing like the black and white sort of like polka dot costume. She is married to former X-Man and former new Avenger Cannonball. So that was nice. We didn't see him at all, but we did see his wife. Neat. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. (laughs) I like seeing her. I don't care. I, yeah, I've missed her. It's been a long time since I've seen her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, even when Thanos got defeated by that, uh, army, you know, he was just, like, faking it, you know, and, like, waited for someone to come in and start gloating and then just, like, you know, totally destroy them and make his escape, right? But I don't think he was faking that. I think he actually did get beat, and he realized, I can't beat uh-huh. Gladiator. This is fucking Gladiator, for Christ's sake. He can kill anyone. Yeah. So I think he realized he was done then, so he just kind of, like, waited and rested and bided his time until that idiot there was trying to gloat, and then he just... I love that he just lifts him up and rips his arm right off so he can use it oh, to yeah. unlock the uh, hatches. That was such a yeah, badass move. Thanos is really badass in this. Like, when he, yeah, when he, he kills a corpus grave. Yeah, he, yeah he's he, brutal in this. Oh, yeah. He just, like, you know, destroys his weapon that keeps him alive or something or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you can kill yourself or let me kill you. <laughs> like, I'll make sure it's painful. He just, like, makes a dude kill himself. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is so badass in this. Yeah, he's so over the top too. It's great. And then he goes to, uh, I think it's like at the oh, that's why the Shi'ar Imperial Guard comes because that planet where he goes to like find his dad and force him to try mm-hmm. to like cure him. That was like a Shi'ar protected science planet or something. But like he just murders every single person on that planet with his army and forces his dad to uh, try to cure him. And then when he can't, he just rips him in half. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just like puts his whole arm through the middle of him. He's it was so great. brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And then Thane takes the power of the of Phoenix. Yeah, so like uh the entire like B story of this book was uh Thane well Lady Death has Thane creating a like superhero team to try to break into Terax's uh fortress and steal they keep telling everyone that there's a uh, person in there with knowledge about how to take down Thanos finally. But really it's just a Phoenix egg. And um I like that he assembles this crack team of Nebula that like Wonka guy who I think his name was mm-hmm. actually Trico. And yeah. then Eros, who is Star Fox. And so they all break in there. And um I, I all right, so here's the one thing I wasn't sure about. When Terex was a uh, herald of Glad of Galactus, his name was Terex the Terrible. But in all throughout this he kept referring to himself as Terex the Tamer. And I think it's because there is this weird science team of uh, characters, and I can't remember what they are called. He starts with an E, maybe. But it, it's Blue Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel, America Chavez, Spider-Man, and one other person who I'm forgetting. But they uh, did this thing in outer space where they somehow turned Galactus from the World Eater into the World Healer. And he's like a completely 180 changed uh, personality type and power set. So instead of just destroying Phoenix and eating them, he now just creates life instead of devouring it. So I guess <laughs> okay. because of that, he no longer needs heralds to go out and scout for planets to destroy. So I guess because of that, maybe that's why Terex is no longer calling himself the Terrible. And now he's the Tamer. I mean, that's not going to change Terex. He's still a. a legit terrible terrible creature who who is like one of the most despicable characters in the marvel universe but still yeah i like that he changed his name to the tamer yeah he seems like a real asshole yeah he absolutely is but i I love that like cockiness and like uh uh i'm doing it for the good reason just to like further my own selfish reasons don't worry i'm good now you can tell by my name i'm the tamer Some evil genius type shit I would try pulling. What? I changed my name. I changed my name? It's a nice name now. I hope you don't like me anymore. Yeah, so it means that I'm good now. So Sure, don't, sure. Don't I'm hiding this me. Phoenix Force egg that's going to give me all the power in the universe to kill every single one of you. But why, mm-hmm. why, why are you mad at me? I'm the tamer. Yeah. I'm not the terrible anymore. <laughs> right, right. That was me. that other guy. That was that other yeah. asshole who was working for that big asshole who ate the planets. That's not me anymore. Uh-huh. I've grown. <laughs> I'm the tamer now. That's right. <laughs> I like just thinking that this is like the the mindset that he had when he was changing his name to the tamer. Yeah, it probably is. He had this little open monologue with himself. Yeah, it's like as long as I change my name, it'll all be fine. <laughs> yeah. This will win over friends. Right. But uh, But yeah, anyway... Uh, Thane looked pretty badass with the Phoenix Force thing. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So they finally kill Thane because they realized that he like betrayed all of them. And when they did that, with death comes rebirth, and that's how he unlocked the Phoenix Force egg. And so he gets the Phoenix Force now, and he is so powerful that he just randomly hunts down Thanos, zaps him of all of his fucking power. 
So now he's just a, a dying old man, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting going forward with like what's going on with Thanos now that he's completely powerless, but he's still like the most hated creature in the entire universe. Uh, he's still yeah. like regarded as the Mad Titan because everyone knows him from everything he's done in the past. No one knows he's powerless now. It'll be interesting yeah. to see like what's going on. Yeah, I also like those flashbacks of people just talking about Thanos. You know, or just like <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like like a police interview or something of just people like, oh, Thanos is such an asshole. Here's why he's such an asshole. Um, yeah, I kind of like, like those ones. It was like his old friend from uh, Titan before he became. Like the oh, yeah. mad Titan himself. Yeah. Like we were friends as young boys and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like this monologue. I, it worked really well, I thought. Yeah, again, I would, I would, I would read more of this one. I, I actually like this one a whole, whole lot. Yeah, as did I. I randomly bought this t-shirt not realizing it was the comic book cover for this first volume. So I've had this oh, really? for like two years now just thinking it was this badass Thanos shirt. But it's nice to see that it's actually like the, uh, shirt for this series so that's cool it was it the cover where thanos is like mimicking the uh butterfly meme do you know the butterfly uh, meme I the anime not. thing it's like some anime character putting his hand up to a butterfly and saying is this a bird and no, then you can like change change this but yeah it looks like thanos is doing that in the one cover he's just like reaching to, to a butterfly I, I thought that was a yeah, okay. Never mind. Fuck it. I have to find this thing. I want to see what the hell. This yeah, just is. type in like butterfly meme, and I'm sure you'll find it, or right. anime butterfly meme or something. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, this uh, Thanos character in the comics, he seems like he's completely brutal and uh, badass, whereas in the movie he was a little more like. You know, he had a goal, and as long as he reached that goal, he didn't really give a shit about the other things. He would be, like, merciful just in, for the sake of, like, not having to waste his time. And in this one, it seems like the opposite, where he would just, like, uh, kill the shit out of everyone just because he has, he has it's for the fun of it, you know? So I think it's interesting, yeah. like, comparing this one to the movies. But I like both of them. I like this version of the character, and I also like the one in the movie. I haven't seen the movie yet. No, you should. Yeah, maybe. I'll maybe wait till you can pirate it. Video and just get it from the library. Just, just pirate it. <laughs> yeah, I could do that too. <laughs> you don't need to go to the library for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just any we'll any excuse to go to the library with you. Can you I drink know. at the library? <laughs> I mean, I can. They've yet to sell okay. me. <laughs> they, they they do they sometimes say, request that I take it. Kind of pipe it down or take it outside, but yeah, you're turning into a loud drunk asshole in the library. <laughs> Just getting more and more wasted. I can no longer read words for myself. I pick on little children and force them to read to me. Read it, boy. Do the voices. Do the voices. Read it, boy. <laughs> I'm doing the voice. Why aren't you doing the voice? <laughs> yeah, I'll have to go. Bet. I'll have to go to a library sometime. I guess and. See what you're talking Definitely. about here. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a it's a gold mine there. <laughs> yeah, for the for the listeners here, Dave was giving me library tips the other day. How you can yeah. just get go to them and read. <laughs> Reading is fundamental. Right. Apparently you can pirate 
you can pirate music at the library. Oh, yeah. You can pirate you can pirate comic books, and you yes. can pirate movies there. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna call uh, getting things from the library pirating because you're not paying <laughs> for it. That's what it's I gonna mean, be that called. Works. I think it's Some a good. Some of them even I, have video games that you can borrow. Pirate, you can pirate the video. Pirate, games. you can pirate from them. Yes. Yeah, because what's the difference? You know, you're just getting free shit either way. I know it's fucking awesome. All right, well we'll have a look at that. Maybe we should start wrapping. Well, we still have a. Uh... Yeah, you finished Luke Cage today, didn't you? Oh yes, I did. Season yeah. two. Uh, I mostly want to talk about the later half of Luke Cage, so I guess a uh, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it or don't listen to this part. Or do, yeah, you might want to skip Or ahead. listen to it and uh, cry to us later about how we ruined it for you. I don't give a shit. Well, this like is plenty I, of warnings. We've, we've so gone over this it. many a time before. I will spoil the shit out of everything you love just because it entertains me. But fuck you. Yeah. Be warned. This is a big enough warning, I think. <laughs> like, um, it's been out okay. for a week or so now, so it's on you now. Yeah. This will release yeah, exactly. in a week from here, so I mean, two weeks by then. So, get to it or uh, just give up on it. Well, probably like this will be released two days from here. It's usually two days, Shh, not a week. Don't, don't tell them that. Why do them? <laughs> well, so they think we were being merciful. Well, no, because I could edit faster than that. <laughs> It doesn't take me a week to edit a podcast. That's right. Donaldlevandowski.com. Don't find mm. out for yourselves. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> there you go. Good. Got the plug in. That one's there we go. Check, check that one off. Church. <laughs> um, anyway, Luke Cage is, I, I think the show was great. I had a lot of fun watching it. Like they, they, the show is just oozing with style. Like just, it, it's, it looks great. Uh, a lot of cool musical guests, right? Oh my god, that was the best part of it for me. It was the uh, the plethora of amazing rappers that just make random cameos throughout the season. Like yeah. uh, my all-time favorite, Ghostface Killer is on there. Uh, Jada yeah. Kiss, Rakim, KRS-One, and then even like shitty musicians like Faith Evans makes an appearance just because she's in that song with Jada Kiss. But still, awesome, awesome musical guests. That's a they they really deliver on the music part, and then what's the guy uh, Iron Fist? He shows up uh, late into the season here for just one episode. I thought he was going to be in a lot more. Yeah, it was really weird because he shows up and he's like, "I really want to help you defeat Bushmaster. I'm going to help you out with that." And then they spend an episode together, kind of taking down some of his forces, and then randomly at the end of that episode. Iron Fist just disappears. It's like, well, we still haven't met Bushmaster or defeated him yet, but uh, I'm out. And that part was really confusing. He didn't even say goodbye. He was just, like, gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell I missed. I was like, I, I must yeah. have, like, missed something here. I don't understand what happened. Yeah. And I liked how uh, Danny Rand was kind of trying to act a little bit hood. He was, like, the white guy trying to fit in in the, <laughs> like, in Harlem. <laughs> I, like, I think it was better. I liked him a lot better in this than in that shitty-ass show he was in. I like how everyone was asking him anytime he would mention a dragon, like, you mean Bruce Lee? He's like, no. Yeah. An actual dragon. 
Yeah, that's that's still a problem. He's got to like stop bringing that up so much. He keeps trying to tell that story, but Dude, it's like, no, nah, man, no. we don't want to listen. If I murdered a dragon with my fucking punch, I would bring that up. I would never speak about anything else other than the fact that I did that. Are you kidding? That's all I would ever talk about to anyone. And let alone that dude is also a billionaire. I wouldn't even mention that. I'd be like, oh yeah, I punched out a fucking dragon with my fist. Fuck you. What are you going to do? Iron fist, bitch. <laughs> I guess. I guess you're right about that. Come on. Um, I would do the same thing, but I guess I just don't need it in a show. Eh, I mean, until they make my documentary series about me punching <laughs> shit to death, I guess I, can, I guess I can tone it down until then. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so actually, I think they had really cool fight scenes, though, Danny Rand and Luke Cage, so I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that that was probably some of the best fighting in the, uh, I actually know, that the very first time with Bushmaster's first fight, when he was doing, like, the weird, like, oh, yeah. kicks and shit. Bushmaster was pretty cool. I, I did, he, he kind of got annoying after a while, but I, I thought he was alright. He's like this big Jamaican guy, and uh, I had the subtitles on during this like most of these episodes and you know when he when when any of them would speak that jamaican dialect it would just like yeah. fix the grammar in the subtitles <laughs> like <laughs> it wasn't what they were saying like even if they they said like he's got to look out for him pygmy it would just say like he has to look out for his child <laughs> like <laughs> it would just fix nice. it it's like oh no. thanks this this makes it really easy <laughs> good job netflix yeah that's a good call i never would have known what a pygmy was yeah, now you know. That's hopeful. Yeah, I learned something. Also, this this series, they're like saying the N-word a lot. <laughs> I mean, classic Disney property, a lot. right? Yeah, I guess so, was. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it at all on the first season. Yeah, maybe like once or twice, but this one, it's like every other word. Like, I thought I was watching a... Ah, oh, damn it, I forgot what a reference I was going to make. <laughs> what? What was I... What did it feel like I was watching? Um. Oh, I felt like I was watching a Bone Crusher music video. Hmm. You remember that song? <laughs> I ain't never scared. Uh, well, the other one. Oh, that I, that I can't sing. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, there were more than one Bone Crusher songs. Wait, <laughs> there, there's another one. Oh, I guess you were a bigger Bone Crusher fan than even I. Oh no. Okay, I remembered my uh the character of mariah uh stokes she she sounds like uncle ruckus in some of these scenes <laughs> like, <laughs> that's oh, what i wanted man. to say <laughs> oh man <laughs> but uh yeah there that was it was all right though i did enjoy this series the end was really weird though so we're, let's talk about that the very was end so fucking weird yeah right, so you and i we already sort of mentioned this when we first like uh, got on with each other but I was saying, like, it, it kind of just based on like the entire look of what they were doing, and going back to the Danny Rand cameo episode, it mm -hmm. seems like they're sort of like leaning towards going with the new relaunched Power Man and Iron Fist comic storyline. Because in that, all throughout that, like Luke Cage, it's drawn in such a cartoonish way, where it's so over mm -hmm. the top that Luke Cage is like a giant, incredible Hulk-sized man wearing these super tight, slim-fitting uh, suits everywhere. And then Iron Fist is just, like, trying to, like, have some, like, hood appeal. Because it's all taking place in, like, Harlem and Luke Cage's backyard. And Iron Fist is just going around in, like, this uh, brown Adidas tracksuit with the Iron Fist logo on the front everywhere in all the fights. 
So it, it does kind of like seem like that's the direction they're heading in just based off of that closing shot of what Luke Cage is wearing and everything. In that comic, yeah. though, Black Mariah, or Mariah Stokes is going, she's still using her comic book name, which is Black Mariah, and in that she's like this 450-pound woman. And um, oh. so, again, it's like she's the main foil of in the first volume, and it's so over-the-top cartoony where she is basically like female blob. So since she's dead, I guess they're not going to be doing that part, but still, it's interesting to see where they go with it because the main reason Cage is all, in all the suits in that is because of Jessica Jones wanting him to like tone it down and how much she hates and gets annoyed by Iron Fist and them hanging out together. That's why he's so reluctant mm-hmm. to like team back up with Fist. And so if they're not together in the series yet, I don't know like how, how loosely based on that comic it might be. But yeah, I'm well, interested to see where they go with it. Well, I was thinking that at the end, that very last shot, Luke Cage looks a lot like Michael Clark Duncan from that Daredevil movie. You know, it's like the, the suits. Yeah, the Kingpin. So I'm wondering if he's going to like sort of become a Kingpin type thing. Like it seemed like he was. That's, you know, that's what they were heavily implying with like. Miss yeah, that was like terrified that that's what was happening. Yeah, it was. It seems like really against the character of Luke Cage, though. I thought it was yeah, it was, a, it was a complete 180 because he's like, yeah. I want to keep Harlem safe, but also I'm going to run the drug game now because no one can stop me. I'm bulletproof. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, so I'm wondering, maybe maybe he'll be a villain for uh, for the next season of Daredevil. I mean, fuck. He's really looks like he's taken over that Kingpin thing. That would be weird. That would be really weird. I don't want to see Luke Cage be a bad guy. No. Luke Cage is not a bad guy. He's not like he shouldn't be a villain. Like I don't want to see him turn into a villain. But oh well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, the other one part I really loved mm-hmm. was uh, when Misty Knight and Colleen Wing were just hanging out together, because the two of them and like all the like Heroes for Hire and like the I- Immortal Iron Fist series, when the two of them are just hanging out together, like roughing, beating the shit out of people and just fighting and stuff. Yeah. I love seeing that in this. I want more of that, just the two of them. Yeah, that was really good. They should, you know, give them a spinoff. Heck yeah, I would watch that. Colleen Wing is, a, I think, a good character. Like She was the only good part of the Iron Fist uh, show. But, um, yeah, I, I would like to see more of them. Well, that's all I got to say about it. I liked, I like Luke Cage. I think that's my favorite of the Netflix superhero ones, for sure, by far. Uh, yeah, and I enjoyed yeah, this season really... two. Yeah, hopefully season three will be all right. Yeah, hopefully season two of Iron Fist is amazing. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we'll see if they just bring Luke Cage back for more than half of it to save it. Yeah, maybe. Or else, if they finally show like the dragon, they they kept uh, working in the word higher. Yeah, yeah. He even had the tip jar where people would tip him to, when they would request that he go do something. So maybe maybe that's yeah. what it's implying that he's opening the heroes for hire finally. I I, th- I thought they were going to start doing that in this season. I was thinking they would do because that one dude was talking about it. He's like, "You you my hero for hire." Yeah, DW's got like all the old uh, uh, Luke Cage like merchandise there. Yeah. Oh, and also also the best part, like uh, one of my favorite parts of it, the very opening scene, even before the first credits roll. When he's just oh. uh, listening to the Shook Ones Part 2 by Mob Deep. Yep. And he goes in and gets into a huge fight in that one uh, drug bust. That was awesome. Yeah, that was that, such a great opening Yeah, that was scene. great. 
Hell yeah, that got me really pumped for it. Yeah. And, oh, man, the one other thing, I love the, uh, I paid the respect to Reg Carthy at the very end, just saying they'll miss him. Because I, I think that's the very last thing he ever shot before he died. Like he, he really? He passed away uh, three months ago, I think it was, three or four months ago. That was really Is nice it? of them to, like, shout him out there at the end. Sure, yeah, I didn't know that guy died. But he was great, he was kind of sounding like Kratos, I think, on a lot of those things. You know, yeah, he, he, was, was... He, had, he had the Kratos look, too, like, just a old man version and it was tattooless. Yeah, it was yeah, great. That, I like that guy. I love that dude. That guy was like great on the wire. He was in the Outcast series as oh, one nice. of the bigger characters as Giles, so it's interesting to see what they're gonna do with him as part on that. But yeah, he's a good guy good actor. He was in that fan fantastic yeah. movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that might be the biggest black eye on his career, but still yeah, he, I think on everyone the in highlight that movie. of it. Yeah, sure. All right. Anyway, probably wrap things up here. We're going a bit long, I think. Yeah, this one went long as hell. Yeah, wow. This is not a baby. This is a adult giraffe, I think. <laughs> Adolescent giraffe. Yeah, I think so. All um, right. Well, yeah, right, let's well, do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, or exits. Um, all right. So uh, we already shouted out your website. You want to plug it again? So make sure they get the information right. Yeah, sure. It's DonaldLevandowski.com. I do audio and video editing, so you can find me on there. And uh, follow me on Twitter, at DLevandowski. And I'm everywhere on the internet, at God. You can follow the Giraffes at Black Tons on the Twitter, at GiraffesHBTPod. Also on Facebook.com slash GiraffesHBTPod. Uh, you can go on to the Patreon.com slash Giraffes have black tongues. Good job. That's right. All right. So yeah, go to patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. On Patreon also is a the very first episode we released, but decided we didn't really want to start the show like that. So just for any amount of money you give us, you can listen to that. Uh, I cleaned it up a bit more than it was back then, so it does sound a bit better. You know, I got some more... Uh, plugins and everything. It's not perfect, but uh, you know, it's good. It's uncut too. If you have listened to it before, there's probably something new on there. So check it out. And Definitely. thanks for supporting if you decide to support us. Yeah. Also, thank you, Daniel Burbank, once again for the amazing track. Sorry, I like you. You can find him soundcloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. Go to facebook.com slash Karina's Candles. She offers some amazingly scented candles and a variety of delicious smelling flavors and shades. I don't know what you call candle types. But yeah, go there for some awesome smelling candles. Yeah. I know I will. There you go. Sorry, I'm just checking the link real quick. Hold on. But I clicked on the wrong thing. Yeah, okay. Facebook.com slash Karina's Candles Ohio. Ah, Karina's Candles, Ohio. So go there. Go there to get her candles there. Yes, and again, we'll link every single thing in the description below. So yes. you can find it easier than trying to remember my shitty readings of these and forgetfulness. Oh, well. Um, all right, so for next time, we are going to go in all indie non-Big 2 lists this time. We're going to go volume one of Bitch Planet 
We're going to go volume one of the sixth gun. We're going to go volume one of Paper Girls. And then we're going to go volume two of Saga. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, so that's going to wrap it up, everyone. Follow us. Share this. Like it. Subscribe to it. Do everything you can. Support it. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.